Live from Houston, Texas, a show for local business owners. This is Business Houston Podcast. If you're a small or medium-sized business, this is your source for trends, interviews, and tips for winning in today's economic climate. Presented by the BBB for Greater Houston and South Texas. You're listening to Business Houston, and this is your host, Matt Bertram. Howdy, this is uh, Matt Bertram with Business Houston Podcast. I got Cam here today with Emerson Property Management, who we've done a podcast in the past, and he is now an award winner for the BBB. How are you doing today, Cam? Good, Matt. Thanks for having me back on, man. I appreciate it and um, really appreciate the award. Another little display of excellence for for the company. I know we, we rubbed some elbows with some other great businesses and got to meet you there. So that was great. No, awesome. Well, it's great having you back on. Well, why don't why don't we talk about it a little bit? Like, I got some of the uh, the application questions pulled up here, and like one of the big things that the BBB was looking for was, you know, how uh, your business was affected by supply disruptions with supply chain, especially in the construction space. Um, how that how you affected communicating that to customers, what those issues uh, oh, yeah. might be. Um, let's start there. Matt, it's, I mean, we've all heard about it, right? The the average pr- price of a house jumped $30,000 due to the uh, the lumber increases. Then you can't get materials. Um, the biggest thing for us, you know, being a property manager, we're not building houses, but we're fixing them. And to fix them, you need tools. You need, you need wood. Material. You need yeah, wood. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, you know, when these ports started backing up, it, it was just difficult. You know, you had the labor shortage because people were, were out of work or, you know, forcibly had to be. And then, then when they get back to work, we don't have materials. So it's like, and it was, it was really difficult. However, I think something that helped us out a lot is that we had really good relationships with our vendors. So we use the same people over and over and over again. You know, they're, they're up to our quality standards. We are in an agreement and they take care of us. We take care of them. They take care of us and our clients. And uh, that helped out tremendously. And then what we've done and tried to do since is start um, stacking materials. So if we have, if we need some PVC, uh, we had that hard freeze as well, you know, uh, when we had all those pipes burst. So what we did is we said, that's it, screw it. I mean, these are just $2 pieces. We're going to buy a couple dozen of them and just keep them in storage. So when we have any issues, we just go there. We might not fix every single problem, but at least we can use that stuff to prevent any emergencies in the interim till we can actually get some materials. So that's also helped out. So, so I mean, it's almost like uh, future planning, but like even like you add the word maybe crisis planning, because certainly if you can't even get the parts and something yes. breaks or we have a freeze again, it becomes a crisis if you don't have the tools you need to fix it, right? And Matt, it's like $2 plastic. You know, I mean, that's, that's really, I mean, $2 plastic fittings are what killed us during the freeze. And now it's like, you know, you don't know what you're going to be able to get. Hey, I'm just going to get a refrigerator for, you know, the, the the this rental property and it's six weeks out. Hey, a window broke. I need to get some glass made. And that's three weeks out. It's like, you know, what are you doing in, in the interim? It's just so um, it's so unpredictable. So we're trying to continue to build good relationships with folks and then have some stuff in stock to, um, you know, to fix any stuff that comes up immediately. Yeah, let's let's take a step back. Why don't you um, just for anybody that's uh, newly listening to this podcast that maybe hasn't watched our other podcast, tell tell us a little bit about your your yourself and and your business and kind of how you position. You you, you mentioned property management. 
um, mm -hmm. Emerson Property Management. So talk a little bit about that so people know and then maybe who your, your target market is. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Matt. So yeah, we're a residential property management company. So single family houses, duplexes, triplexes, or fourplexes um, operate in greater Houston area. We have a lot of property in Katy and then some in South Houston, Texas City, Lamarck area. Um, and we just take care of folks' property. We'll find a tenant for you. Uh, we'll screen them, we'll place them, and then we manage that property, keep that tenant happy and renewing on a consistent basis. Um, our target market is investors, really. I mean, it's folks who, or, or, you know, the accidental landlord, you know, somebody inherits a property, they don't want it, but they don't want to sell it. They can rent it out. Um, and those, you know, people rely on our expertise to come in and know what type of flooring is the most durable. So you're not replacing yeah. carpet every two years. What yeah. type of paint shows the least amount of hand marks? And there's so many things that we have built up and I bumped my head on several times because we've made the mistakes. So um, we're a small company and we just have over 60 doors. And um, but that allows us that uh, like door to employee ratio is so, so um, just so personal, Matt. It's, it's one of those things that you don't have at a large company. It's just like being, you know, I used to work for a large oil and gas company. You were a, a rounding error, a digit. You know, this is we know people are tenants on an individual basis and we really get personal with our business. And that, you know, allows us to be involved and keep tenants longer. So 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 what I'm hearing is like like if someone wants to maybe move into the rental uh, market as an investor and mm -hmm. um, they're a little tentative. Right. They like like there's a lot going on in, in housing and construction and rentals. So like what we were talking about could be mm -hmm. scary. Um, moving into something new, investing a lot of money because these are like big ticket items. Oh, yeah. um, it is certainly scary. So, um, you know, to work with a smaller company uh, seem seems to be like a good way into it. So you're not that number. People will walk you through it. People will care. I, I mean, as new investors, something that like um, you do really well at. It sounds like you probably would like because like yes. okay, I don't have any rental property. I mean, I have all crypto, but like, so <laughs> no, but like, so, but you know, if I wanted to move into a rental property, I've never done it before. Like mm -hmm. I, I couldn't go to a big company and go, this is what I want. I would probably need um, some help. And then this is a lot of money. And so I'm like, oh, okay, what, what would I do? So like, what would you say to that? Or how would you position yourself toward, towards that market? Matt, that's, you took the words out of my mouth. You said it way better than I did. It's, we we work so well with individual investors because we can give them the attention. You're like, Hey, I don't know. I, I want to ask this question that you might feel is dumb, but it's like, I, I've been there. I wasn't there that long ago. You know, I've been doing this for about eight years now. And it's like, that wasn't that long ago. And, and so when we can work and say, no, Hey, this is the kind of paint we're using. This is why we're using this type of flooring. This is why we're doing this. And this is where some of our processes, some of the bigger companies, they just don't have time. You know, they got a lot of VAs that work out of the Philippines or Mexico or yeah. wherever. And they just don't have the knowledge. There's, they're, they're a numbers game. And that's not to say that all the bigger companies are bad by any stretch. Yeah. But you also got to be careful about working with some of the smaller guys. It's just, just a guy with a pickup truck and a, you know, a few tools, you know, cause we're light. We have all the proper licensing. Um, we take care of our people, of the tenants. And that's, I think one of the reasons we got this BBB award um, and then the award for excellence, you know, that, um, that, yeah. that really shows kind of what we're doing. And we were really, really proud of that, Matt. Awesome. Awesome. So, okay. So let, let, let's talk a little bit more in depth. Okay. So you have a potential investor. 
Um, mm -hmm. What are the things that if someone wanted to invest and they wanted to get into to, to the real estate game, um, mm -hmm. what kind of money do they need? What kind of things should they be thinking about? I mean, what would be, I guess, your pitch if you were talking to a potential investor of like, like if they're on the fence, like they don't know yeah. everything, like what, what do you tell them? Um, how much money do they need to have? Like, you know, like what's, what, what's the next step? Yeah, no, man, that's a good question. So I always tell people to get your financial house in order before you start making an investment, you know, before you make a large investment, 20, 30, $40,000 into real estate, you've got to be able to handle the, the $500 expense, the, the $200 expense. You've got to have a good financial position you know, you don't have to have a good W-2 job, but you have to have some money coming in so you don't get hit with a mortgage payment or, you know, um, some HVAC replacement that's $5,000 or heaven forbid we have a crisis like we did with the freeze and you got to now replace a bunch of piping and it's four or 5,000 bucks. So you want to have some cash reserves and you want to have your financial position in order. When you have that, you can go out and get good financing right now. I mean, the rates are, you know, three to 4% for an investment property. So, Depending upon what strategy you're going to use, you know, you can get in. If it was me, Matt, um, I start out house hacking. And that's a, a, a term that's been popularized by Brandon Turner at Bigger Pockets. But you basically use your owner occupant financing to get into a house and you only have to put three and a half percent down, in some cases, zero okay. percent. And then you can move out of it in a year or so and turn it, fix it up while you're living there and then turn it into a rental property and move on to the next one. That's how I would get in. But the first thing I can't, there's no exact dollar amount, but I would say have your financial house in order and have some cash reserves. So, you know, you want to have a few months of cash reserves. So Cam, so I have a house, right? Mm -hmm. And then like, I don't have time to manage it, right? Yeah. And so then I would call you and then mm -hmm. like, you know, I need to be thinking whatever that house is, um, you know, like how, how, much, how much do I need to have to get a company like you to stop doing it myself or like, what should I be thinking in my head? Right. Yeah. And that's a good point, Matt. So some people, you know, they're professionals. They have, you know, we have a, a plenty of blue collar and, and white collar workers uh, that, that, that are our clients. And some of the white collar guys, they don't want to do it. You know, and we have some blue collar guys who are like, yeah, no, I, I've got the time. I'll come out and I'll fix some stuff myself. It just depends on what kind of investor you are. Right. And for the some of the guys who have the, the high position jobs that they don't want to mess with it. When you get your first one, turn it over and you don't need any money. You know, we. We handle everything and there's no upfront cost to you, to the to the client, because once we you only pay us when we find a tenant, you don't pay us before that. We don't get a single dime until we actually place the tenant for you. And then we get a monthly management fee um, after that. And if if the tenant doesn't pay rent, you don't pay us. So there's no risk to the. So, so to you the, go get the tenant yep. and then you you manage the tenant and do yep. you manage the property as well? Or exactly. is that an option? Is that yep. what it is? Yep. All the maintenance, any issues that come up with the property, we'll get the, con we have the vendors and the contractors. We'll take care of all that. And yeah, you don't, again, you don't pay us. If we don't find you a tenant, you don't pay us. There's so no all, risk you, all you need is a property, right? Yep. And then, and then bring you on cam and, and you take care of the rest. That that's yep. a great value proposition. Yeah. It is, man. And there's no, that's kind of why we do it that way. There's no risk to you up front as a client. It's like, you don't, if you don't get paid, we don't get paid, you know? And, and I think that that, you know, and, and going back to the, the question of should you start with a management company or not, when you first buy a rental property, I recommend folks to get a property under their belt and manage it themselves first, just because you'll know how to manage your property manager better. 
you'll know about what stuff costs. You'll know, you'll have dealt with the late night phone calls and whatnot. So I think that people should manage their own, but there are folks that come out that they're planning to buy 10 or 20 and they don't want to do any of it ever. You know. Okay. So, so let me ask you. So I, I was looking at your website um, before the call, you have a bunch of properties listed. Um, if, if I became, you know, like I said, Hey, I have a property come, come management, take care of everything like turnkey, get them in there, manage them. I, I don't want to deal with it. Is there uh, software or reporting or like how, how, how do you keep track of everything? How do I know what's going on with my investment? Now, that's a great question too. You, you, um, it sounds like you're looking into property management, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, but you know, these are very good questions. I think uh, the audience or anybody looking into this would be asking these. So one of those things is your um, when you're starting out and looking at this, you don't have enough money to afford a software. It just doesn't make sense when you have a property that's making $200 a month to spend $200 a month on software. We have professional software. So you have an online portal, an owner's portal. The tenant has an online portal that they pay they have access to 24 seven, you know, those old days of all oh, the rent checks in the mail, you know, you didn't get it. Oh, it's in the mail. I sent it. That's gone. It's all on the portal. And, and we communicate everything through the portal. Everything is timestamped. And then every month we send our owners a report that says, here's all the income and expenses. Here's everything that happened at the property. And then quarterly, I have a meeting with all the owners and say, you have any questions? Let's look at your PL, your financial statement. And then let's talk about, hey, this roof is getting a little old. We've put some money into it here and there, made some patches. You might need to start budgeting for this. So we're really, we're really proactive on some of that stuff. So, you know, things happen, but as long as we're doing annual maintenance, preventative stuff, the odds of the HVAC system just going out like that are pretty low. So we try to have those conversations and say, hey, you're looking at a 15-year-old unit. Let's just start budgeting for $5,000 to get this system replaced. So, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that how you've set it up, if, if there's um, other small business owners out there, part of the BBB um, mm -hmm. that know how to run a business or understand how to run a business, you've really structured it in a way to say, Hey, if you have something, we're not, we're not only going to get somebody in there, we're going to take care of it all. And then yep. we're going to give you the kind of reporting and, and access that you would have with any other business or any other investment that you would have where, where, where you, maybe you have a dashboard, um, you yep. have reporting, uh, you know what's going on. You can manage it as you would maybe manage a, a, another investment or another business or something like that. I think that that's a really um, strong way to set it up. And I can certainly see uh, why uh, you want an award because that that's what you're really looking for. Because like, yes. I think of like property management too, is like depending on where you are in the life cycle of, okay, you got these big businesses, you don't know what to do. Like, how do you break into the market? Versus you're, you're, you're brand new at it and you're, 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 you're getting people, um, you know, here and there to, to help you with stuff. It's a little haphazard, right? Like, yes. it's like, Hey, I need something structured. I need it in a way that like, if I'm managing this, it's like I'm managing an asset or, 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 or part of a business versus it's something completely foreign uh, to, to how you're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right, Matt. You know, I understand that a lot of our owners don't know much about property and that's why they hire us for our expertise, right? You know, some of our contractors have been in the business 40 years. You know, they, I don't know all the stuff, but I have the contacts and the expertise. We hire that out to, to, to share that information with, with us, which we pass along to you. And that one or two page report that you get every month tells you 90% of what you need to know. 
We do all the accounting. We send you a 1099 at the end of the year and you, you have a spreadsheet you can download everything off of on your dashboard and you send that to your accountant. And they do it. I mean, we do. The only thing we don't do is file your tax return. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's it. You know, that's really it. That, that that's that's fantastic. Let, let, let's talk a little bit about like. So, OK, so this is great. Like if you want to get started, I have a, a idea of, of, of what that next step would look like, what that process would look like. I mean, what are you doing in the community? How are you involved in the community? Are you doing talks? Um, you know, who do you support? Like, I mean, you're you're local to the Houston area. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about uh, your, your community involvement. Matt, that's a good, great question as well. Uh, we, that's one of our core values is being involved in the community is, is community support. So every month, at least once a month, we have a community event that we do. We go to the Houston Food Bank for, for food. We go to, you know, the battered women's shelter and, and volunteer there. We have something every single month and we try to make it pertinent to the season and what's going on. But um, and we have a Web page of the organizations that we support. Um, and it's just it's a very integral part of what we do. Um, we, we give back uh, immensely to those organizations and whether that's time, money or um, or just putting their name out there. Uh, we do a lot of that. Matt. And like I said, at least once a month we have we have an event that we do. Yeah. yeah. So, so emersonpropertymanagement.com uh, under about us under giving back here, you can see uh, some of the different charities that that you support and some pictures from, from some of the work, uh, that you do, uh, yeah. that is, um, fantastic. Do you do any kind of, uh, speaking talks or, um, things, th things of that nature to kind of, uh, educate investors? Yeah, Matt. So we, we cut back on that with COVID, right. But, I'm but a, I see a lamp behind you. So, so <laughs> it, it, it might not be, it might've changed a different format. It sounds yeah, like. Exactly. So we, every week I do a YouTube video on something that's going on, that's answering questions from local investors. So some of the stuff that you've said, if, if I was sitting here having a conversation, I'd write those down and then I would produce those for other investors. So I send all that out. Or maybe I'm walking a property. I think there's something that that a new investor or even an experienced investor would need to know. So we're I do that every single week. And then I have friends in the community, whether they're loan officers or wholesalers um, in the investment world, that we I speak with them at their events. And um, I'm also a member of NARPM, the National Association of Residential Property Managers. And we uh, we'll, we'll go to those events. I haven't actually spoken at a NARPM event yet, but that is in the works. Okay. So if someone wanted to um find out more. I don't know if there's a presentation they can watch, if there's a downloadable, or if they yeah. want to just uh, reach out to you and, and have a chat. Uh, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Or is there any other resources you might want to point them to? Matt, you're asking all the questions. These are softballs, man. These are perfect. <laughs> Am I a marketer? Oh, I'm yeah, a marketer. I know. You're oh, okay. making me look good. <laughs> <laughs> so on emersonpropertymanagement.com, if you go under investors, there's a free downloadable guide link. And it has probably half a dozen resources. You just put your email in and that's just to block some of the, you know, the spammers. We don't, we're not sending you anything. You're not going to be sold. Your information is not going to be sold. Um, and you'll get that, those free reports. There's everything from how to analyze a property to how to properly self-manage your rental property. Um, my personal calculator is on there on rental property analysis calculator. Yeah. And then um, if you want to work with us or get a hold of us at all, in the top right-hand corner of the page, just, there's a button, call us now. Um, just call that phone number and we'll, I'll get with you, you know, within 24 business hours. Well, fantastic, Cam.
Uh, it was a great discussion. Thanks for uh, having you on. Is there any last parting words that, that, that we didn't cover that you would like to share before we go? Matt, the only thing I would say is I really appreciate the BBB following up and doing some of these other events. I've used vendors from the BBB. I think it's a fantastic resource. Um, it's one of those ways to distinguish yourself a little bit. And I really appreciate what you guys do and, and kind of separating some of the, the, the folks that don't really know what they're doing with the folks that, that are, who are skilled and doing great things in the community. So I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Well, Cam, Cam, thank you so much. Uh, it was great having you on. EmersonPropertyManagement.com. Uh, this is Matt Bertram. This is uh, Business Houston Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. Business Houston puts a spotlight on local, small, and medium-sized business, interviewing those successful business owners in Houston and those business owners that are winning in today's economic climate. Business Houston is presented to you by the BBB of Greater Houston and South Texas. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Hugh Biz Podcast. That's H-O-U Biz Podcast. Till next time, this is Business Houston.